Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dumb Dad Podcast. I am Kevin, and I'm a dumb dad. Hi, I'm Evan, and I'm a dumb dad. Hi, dummy. Hey, dummy. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. We're switching it up today. No beer for us, guys. No, no beer for us. This is uh... we're drinking whiskey that was made in IPA barrels. Okay, so we're drinking beer. <laughs> we're not. We're not drinking beer. We're drinking uh, whiskey from Alpine Distillery in Park City, Utah. In Park City, Utah. Oh, that sounds familiar. How do I know that? Oh, Sundance Film Festival is there. I learned that there. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you were just there, dummy. I was just there. That's why it's familiar. It's great. Yeah. It's a fun little distillery. Uh, We couldn't go inside because we had children, (laughs) but they had a sales place. They have a drive-thru window? Honestly, pretty much. It was like this. You, there's double doors. uh, You could go through it. Like you walk in and there's like an opening. And then there's double doors. Once you go through those double doors, you're in the, you're in the bar distillery. But to the right, there's another door. That like one of those half doors it opens mm-hmm. and there's just a guy standing there just selling bottles. Now we could go there and chat with him with our stroller and our child, but uh, and he was funny because he goes, he goes, you know, if, uh, if one of you wants to stay with the kid, the, the other one can go inside and uh, back three bucks you can taste uh you can do tasters. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of going inside and just being like, you wait here, I'm just sitting at the bar and just. Looking out the window at my family as I'm just drinking whiskey. As he keeps slapping threes on the bar. Yeah. Another one. Just looking at her. She's like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Like, I'll take another one. Um, but yeah, this is a great, great distillery. I really enjoy, they make uh, they make gin and whiskey. I think they might make other things, but we only bought gin and whiskey. So. Yeah, I, we, we tried the gin as that. well. It's really good. And I, I think that you said they've won a bunch of awards for their gin, so... Right here you can go. Yes, they did. Um, as always, drink responsibly. AlpineDistilling.com. So you can go check it out. It's a beautiful bottle. I like they sort of have all the, the mountains in the back. It's yeah. cool. Real good whiskey. This one was mm-hmm. a special release, and they blow through it pretty fast. Or he told me that to make me buy it. We'll never know. <laughs> as any good salesman will do. As any good salesman will do. You've never had you know, this stuff. It's is... called Budweiser. And it's uh, it's legit. You gotta buy it. Yeah, we only got like six more left. So yeah. if you wanna you wanna get on the you wanna get in on this <laughs> now. But it, it was a good whiskey. It's enjoyable. If you're ever in Park City, Utah, or in the area, mm-hmm. go for it. Yep, I love it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Do you have a? How was your week? Uh, my week was good. Did you have a dumb moment? I had a. It's more of a dumb kid moment. It's a Ooh. dumb mom moment. I feel bad. We're trying to push this on other people. It's really, it's still our moments. <laughs> I'm going to have plenty. I'm going to have so many. Let me have this one. The scoreboard. I'm running up the score on dumb yeah, moments see, on yeah. the rest of my family. I see. So I'll, I'm allowed. This starts as a dumb mom moment that devolved into a dumb kid moment. Mm-hmm. And you just stood back and watched with some popcorn. Oh, no. Here's what. You're, it's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm not innocent, but I... There's a reason I'm not guilty. And the reason for that is, so we had gotten home from a long day with our kids. I put my daughter down. 
while my wife put our son to bed. So I just put her to bed. I said, have a good night. And she, it was one of those nights where you just put the kid down, and even though they've had a long day, they're <laughs> wired on their minds. And she was just very excitable. But I put her to bed, and she was like, all right, good, good night. I'll see you later. And then I closed the door, and then she's just chit-chatting to herself, talking, singing, just like, just synapses is firing. And so after my wife put our son down, she just walked by and she was like, oh. And she was like, love you, Lucy. And then Lucy said it back, love you, mom. So far, this is just the best. Just a cute moment. Yeah. Then my my wife goes, "Ah, I go in and say goodnight. So she goes inside. Enter the dumb mom moment. And, uh, it's a it's a mistake any of us could have made. Mm-hmm. She goes in there and she just talks to her for a bit and then she's chatting and then I put my daughter to bed and she just wanted to go to bed in just her diaper, uh, which we do sometimes. It's like yeah, fine. So it's they're, hot. Just, they're just chatting for a minute it's and my hot. daughter just goes, "I want to put on uh, pajamas," and my wife's like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's put on pajamas." And then um, I'm getting ready for work. I work nights. I usually yeah, leave by the yeah. time they. Uh, I put my kids down, then I go to work shortly after. Sometimes it's around the same time. Anyway, so I'm getting ready for work, and then I hear just the back and forth, and then I hear, like, and that's all my daughter. And my wife's just like, okay, 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 okay. And then, like, just freaking out. And then my wife leaves the room and shuts the door. And then I hear the baby, like, Lucy scream, screaming. And then she opens the door, which is rare. Like, my, my daughter does respect the, the nightlight thing that we've talked about. When it's orange, stay in bed, green, come out. It's orange. She was like, I can't. And she comes out, and she's screaming, holding a pair of pajama pants in her hand. And just, like, screaming at my mom. At my, at my mom. Her mom. <laughs> and then and my wife is just staring at her. And it's just like, my wife's just like, you need to calm down. You're a mess right now. What is happening? What do you want? What do you want? And she's like, I want to put on the pajamas myself. And my wife goes, what pajamas do you want to wear? And she's like, my Toy Story 3 pajamas. And she's like, the ones in your hand. And she's like, yeah. And my wife's like, put them on then. And she goes, I want to put them on myself. And she goes, okay, put them on. And she's like, <laughs> and she's just not making sense anymore. And she's convulsing, which kind of reminds me of, again, and I've made this reference before, of how like The Exorcist, uh, it would take me a lot for me to, if I called the Vatican every time my child convulsed to the point of vomiting, and said, I think a demon's in her, uh, they'd block my phone. The Vatican <laughs> would block my calls. I wouldn't be able to, because that movie hinges on a parent who goes, she's really upset. Does We're, she go? Like, does she jump to it that quick? Uh, when she can? When she's, when she can. When she's exhausted, she can reach a level that uh, is impressive. <clears throat> What's funny, and it was funny at the time, <laughs> is she was saying, I want to put on my pajamas myself. The pajamas in her hand. And we would... I eventually jumped in and was like, what do you want? Like, my pajamas. Myself. Put pajamas in your hand? Yes. Put the pajamas on. But I want to put them on myself. I know. You got to put up and then put them on. Does she mean like get out of the room? Uh, you, know, you don't know. You can't... Or that I, she, well, I, at that I, point, I, she's just not irrational. Irrational. I think ideally <laughs> what she wanted to do, but she was past this point. Because once we say go ahead, sometimes she resets things, mm-hmm. which is what she does. If I get her shoes, she goes, I want to put on my shoes myself. And I was like, well, I was giving them to you to put on yourself. She'll grab them, put them back on the rack, then take them off well, the yeah, rack. She... She's got to do the whole process. This yeah. was beyond the pale. It's funny when kids do that. I mean, I've definitely noticed that. And something Emmett wants to do, it, he wants to be the one that, to do it. And yeah. I don't know what that is necessarily. 
why they grasp onto that so tightly. That no, I want it from it's beginning their independence. to end. I want, they don't yeah, want you to feel like yeah. you help them at all. But she was past the point of I mean, independent. I I couldn't trust her to breathe at this point. Never mind put on pants herself. But there was nothing we could do if we had just reached out to her. She would have. We had anywhere near her, she was freaking out and just yeah. jumping and moving, and it was a nightmare because the dumb mom moment was, and, and she immediately said this, and I, I, ne- I never should have gone in the room. <laughs> yes. I never. That's all I would have. If I didn't go in that room, just... the night was over. Yeah. She was in bed. It She's was orange. Pl- it was a pleasant good evening. Sleeping in her diaper. Maybe chat for a half an hour. Maybe she thought, oh, I'm going to put on pajamas and went and put them on by herself and went back to bed and never. None of that happened. It went a different way. And I've been went, there before, and then you're just like... Well, here's the worst part. It went on for so long that, yeah, I had to go... Uh, so, so I have to go to I have to go to work. Have a good night. Bye. Um, <gasps> okay, bye. Ugh. But it was nice, because you know what? It was one of those things I'm driving to work, and I was like, what podcast can I listen to? The Dumb Dad Podcast. No. Hey! I was listening to a podcast that I was like, I'm going to half listen to this. Because I expect something to happen. It's a 20-minute drive to work. Mm-hmm. And about 10 minutes in, the expected happened. Phone rang. Yep. Hello? Daddy? Uh, sorry, I guess. So upset. With you? And I'm like, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. I think it was kind of funny. I'm not going to tell you it's funny, but it is funny. Um, it's totally fine. And my daughter does this thing now where she... Uh, you're there. You're part of the story. But then she'll say... Ah, uh-huh, so I, I wanted to wear the pajamas myself, and uh, mommy came and she said, "You wear these pajamas," and I said, "I want to wear them myself," and then I screamed, and then you said, "You need to calm down," and then <laughs> I started crying, and I went, <laughs> and she's telling me exactly what just happened. That's also something she does. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a nice. You're recap. reliving that like moment you just yeah. had, and it was a dumb kid moment because. It, it, people like to make the jokes. I mean, it's spot on. Like, like a, a one-year-old, your your daughter's age is mm-hmm. like a drunk person, <laughs> not great at walking, stumbling into things, eats whatever they can get their hands on. Yeah. will eat food off the floor, barfs unexplained, messes their pants. Like it's like yeah, it's pretty spot. It's yeah. a drunk person. But uh, toddlers kind of they dip into that. They dip into that well every once in a while, and it's temper tantrums when they dip into it. Yeah, that's, that's like true. a drunk person. When a drunk person, an angry drunk. Like a drunk person, just like mm-hmm. I just want to go home. Your apartment's right behind you. I know. I just want to go home. Though. Leave me alone. Right, but your apartment's right behind you. You just put the key in the door. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to go home. Right. Put the key in the door and just go home. But I want to go home right now. And they're like, I don't know what to do for you. That was my child. Yeah. And then unexplained. And then you took a swing at the cop. And it was like all you had to do was turn around and go in your house. I'm so sick of my daughter hitting cops. Well. She's not a very good drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so it was only not a dumb dad moment because I had to go to work. That was an absent dad moment. <laughs> I've been stuck in that. I've been stuck in that moment before when we had our uh, when we had our dog when uh, when Emmett was born and he was man I don't know how old he was definitely still in diapers he was young because I was also bartending at the time and we came home from. Um, dinner or something mm-hmm. at some or at somebody's house and we were just going to basically go home she was going to start putting him to bed and i was going to basically turn right around and leave and go to work pay the bills and we got home probably paying too and bills. while we were gone 
uh, our dog Ellie had gotten into the diaper pail mm. and emptied the, di- the diaper pail in the nursery that was carpeted. And we weren't at solid poop yet, so it was just like that. It's just like brown mustard. Mm. What would you say? It's like the consistency of brown mustard early on. And those really diapers and wet pee diapers and the pills that soak up all of the urine and everything that are inside the diapers were everywhere, just shredded diapers everywhere. My dog just like littered the entire room with expired diapers. And uh, I mean, I was, I had to go, I mean, it was like I had to go to work and I was just kind of slowly bowed my way out of the room like, have a good night. Because <laughs> I was nothing I could do. I never, I felt so horrible. Yeah, it's tough. And it was nothing that I did. And nothing I could have done about it. Yeah. I just had to leave, and she just had to clean up infant it's feces for, for like forty-five knife. minutes, and then put. Not that we've Emmett had a lot of those moments, and that's tough. Your dog deciding to make a Jackson Pollock, yeah, of a carpet, yeah. But it's it's that's like the people that work nights. The people that have night jobs are more likely to have those moments because it's rare. My wife leaves for work in the morning. And, and something kid, crazy like that happens. Crazy yeah. happens that early in the morning. It happens. It's happened. Yeah, but the morning, but like the, the later the day goes, well the tired, you know. Favorite, the, yeah, yeah, it's been a long day. Whatever it is, emotionally spent. That's gonna, you know, the tantrums come fast and quick at yeah eight o'clock at night or whenever, you know. Oh man, it's 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 the check in that you have later with your with your partner. That's always the best you when you're like, later and you're like so still kids, right? Huh? Still children. Is it too late to be pro-choice? No. <laughs> we have the res- we have the receipt. You just bring it back. And- oh no, this is a bill. We have to pay this. Oh, this is a bill. We haven't paid this. Our credit's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a- one thing. I'm going to interject. You said that she called you on the phone and said, "You know, Daddy," and kind of whatever. You didn't correct her and say it's it's Daddy Atlas now. You didn't uh, remind her that Daddy Atlas. She doesn't call you that yet. Not yet. I'm trying. We'll get her there. She started calling me Kevin the last two days. That's a weird one. That's your fault. It's my fault. It's not. It's your son's fault. Oh. Those are two different people. Uh, well, you're in charge of him. Oh, uh, yeah. He makes a mistake. The police are going to call you. That's true. It's your wife's fault, too. New phone. Who dis? <laughs> Let's, uh, I want to move on to what we're going to talk about this week, because this has been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Okay. Uh, we're talking about, uh... Collections. Collections as a kid. Like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Recently, my son has started a little rock collection, which I think is fun. I've seen a, I saw a story about this guy that, like, collects a little pebble everywhere he goes. This guy's a grown-up, but I thought, you know, it's cool. Like, he goes to Italy or mm-hmm. Africa or wherever, and you think, I'm just going to take one little pebble and put it in my pocket, and then a little stone from each place you've gone around the world. It may just look like a regular stone, but you keep track of them. That's kind of a cool little idea. Sure. My friend just grabbed... my my. My son just grabs... Oh, your friend. Yeah, my friend. Listen to you. My friend, um, Emmett. My BFF. He'll just grab, like, a rock from the front yard and be like, look at this one. I'm putting it in my rock collection, which is, like, 80% rocks that are just, like, outside the front door. How long until you're going to start dumping those out back in the yard? Once in a while, you know, you grab a couple, you just throw them out back yeah, on there and yeah. find them again. <laughs> he found this one the other day. This he's looks like, look just at, like the other one. He's like, look at this special rock. And I was like, I think it's spray paint on this side of that. <laughs> Uh, but it made me th- it made me think about this because a friend of mine was watching a documentary about uh, baseball cards and like the worth of baseball cards, 
And he had sent us this article. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, well, he sent us the, the, the link to this, like, documentary about how, basically, if you... I mean, did you, I was going to ask you, did, did you have a collection as a kid? Mm, that's a long answer. Is it really? <sighs> no is the short answer. <laughs> I think I dabbled in collections for a brief moment. No. Because people would get the... Uh, I remember when Pogs was hot. Remember those? Yeah. I never got into it, but I remember being like, uh, the pressure of uh, society got to me. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should probably collect. And I think I bought like one. <laughs> the societal pressure to. It's just, it's too real. Everyone's got pogs. You got to get yourself a slammer. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Stack that deck high and slam it down. Anyway, <laughs> I got one, like one set once. And I remember looking through them and they were as you would know, like, like mm-hmm. with buying a pack of baseball cards, they're all trash. You know what I mean? They're so different than baseball cards. But I'm just I saying. Get... I'm just saying. Like, there were pogs that were like the rare ones that you yeah, get I in know. a set. Yeah. But like, I was. I'm like the impatient person who bought one set, and I was like, oh, I didn't get Jordan's rookie card. This sucks. I hate I'm not this. doing I hate this. this hobby. So I. Uh, so I quit that. But I remember when I was. Uh, <laughs> When I was a kid, this is a real true story. I used to, um, I used to go in the backyard. We had my parents' house; they had the big backyard, and then when they had like the woods, and I go into the woods and just kind of like walk around. And then I would just there was this one area. This sounds so dangerous, and I hope my kids don't do this. But there was one area where there was just uh, different, uh, just glass everywhere, and I would just collect different pieces of glass and just set them aside. I'd have a green, I'd have a clear, I'd have one with some of that sweet, sweet wire in it that you can't break through. Mm-hmm. Annoyingly, they always had this white substance all over them that had to wipe off. <laughs> Whenever I touched it, I could run so fast. <laughs> I could run back to my house in 10 seconds. Uh, that's uh, Collecting glass in the woods <laughs> is, is my answer. Is the closest I ever got to a collection. <laughs> I definitely didn't collect friends. I'll tell you what. I don't think I saw that answer coming. I collected pieces of glass in the woods. I kept them there. I just set them aside and I'd come back and be like, yep, nobody touched them. How about that? Would there be new pieces? Nobody's touched Would there them. be new pieces once in a while? I think I discovered like, new pieces. Who goes back there and yeah. is like, who's organizing my... <laughs> I come back here to break bottles and doors. Why is somebody organizing this? <laughs> well, I was a classic kid that had baseball cards. I had baseball, some football, and basketball cards. Yeah. And like many kids, my dad's like, don't throw those away. Okay. Right? Yeah, my parents... Because my dad had Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays. He had all those cards. And it, just like many other kids of his generation, like the kid, the cards are lying around all over the place. The mom's like... Yeah, keep lying, leaving these, and they throw them away or whatever. Oh, yeah, my, my or they get rid of them to save space. My dad and my uncle have the story of just like yeah, they have. They those, listen to they write comic Mickey books. I had, and they were like, yeah, yeah. I remember buying the first issue of Spider Man and being like, oh, this is cool, and like whatever, he tore it up and threw it out, and I was like, oh. yeah, now it's worth like thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is for. First edition of Spider Man's more valuable than that. It's over a hundred thousand. Really, if you have a first edition Spider Man, I'm pretty sure. You can look it up really quick on the interwebs while we're talking about this. Because yeah, here's, what's, here's what's so interesting about that is that, of course, our fathers 
tell us to not throw away your baseball cards because they, they could be worth quite a bit of money later mm-hmm. on in life. Well, what we didn't realize and what this documentary Probably is talking dropped about. dropped price. You're right. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, first website I've been seeing is $18,000. $18,000. That's still, that's pretty, pretty piece of coin. It's not bad. For a little magazine you, sp- you spent five cents on or whatever. Uh, a magazine of imagination. <laughs> So here's the thing. When we're talking about the 80s craze of baseball cards being a big thing again for mm-hmm. kids, they they overprinted them. So they're telling you, buy baseball cards, collect baseball cards Get again em. because it's being a big thing, and they're overprinting them. And so, I mean, one of the most sought-after baseball cards of that era, if not the sought-after baseball card of that era, was the 1989 Upper Deck Rookie Card of Ken Griffey Jr. Obviously, yep. And that card today, where whereas especially in that time, will hold immense nostalgic value to you, is worth, like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something like that. Maybe not even that. And back then, it was probably worth, like, 100 And that's mm. what they said when you look it up. It's, like, $100, and you try to get, you know. But that card, like many others, they just... Oh, printed printed the hell out of it. And so it's not like if you got lucky to get one. Now, you still had to get lucky. You couldn't just pull it every five packs. But still, the, the amount of the craze of baseball cards grew again so immensely that they overprinted it. And you still, you know, I, I think like I knew like one or two of my friends had it. You know, it wasn't like everybody had it. So you weren't in base, you weren't into baseball cards for solely for the world's worst gum. No, 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 no. Well, they didn't even come with gum at that point. They were that was so much earlier on that the gum was still like rock solid in the eighties. They had from, to they had to let that uh, other companies they kept, did they, it. They kept that gum hanging like jerky until it was <clears throat> yeah. And you just put it in your mouth and it just completely disintegrates into like a pile of dust. It usually like, it's like astronaut the, ice cream or it something. It would dissolve as well as at least one tooth would. It was just yeah. I, was but I thought it was interesting, like for being kids now. So. My, my my question so but I still have a, a a pretty good selection of my baseball cards. At one point, I had gotten rid of, I purged a bunch of them. Like I kept sort of a big mm-hmm. box of my favorites, my favorite players, sure. the cards that I thought, well, who knows, maybe someday this can be worth something. You know, the all stars of cards or whatever, if you will. I still have a pretty good sized box of my favorite football cards, my favorite football players, and basketball players, and yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I mean, I I probably have you know I have a few. Shaquille O'Neal rookie cards. I have a, uh, a few Ken Griffey Jr. Are you holding out that they're going to... No, not necessarily, because at this point, I think, well, God, even so, like a lot of people would have to get rid of theirs for it to all of a sudden become very rare. I mean, that's the thing. Then they started figuring out a way to like compare them in a way to see which ones are worth more than others, which is getting them rated. So you could send them yeah. out, and then they would get rated at 1 to 10, gem, like gem mint five or gem yeah. mint ten and you don't want any foxing around the edges that's as they right say. yeah exactly and so that's if a you got a ten it's like a perfect perfect card it could be worth more than somebody else that just has the same card they didn't take care of it or whatever mm. um but more so for like the nostalgic you know purposes of it sure another one one of my friends made a joke like why i can't remember the card he had but he was like i mean this card is literally worth nothing now but it was worth like 40 bucks or you know twenty dollars back in the day now it's worth like five dollars or in you know or not even that yeah and uh one of my friends said yeah but i bet you still wouldn't throw it away if i gave you a dollar to just go throw it away he's like yeah no i wouldn't really want to do that because there's something there that the the feeling you got by going through cards you know once in a while i had them actually out a week ago because we have been we've been talking about this 
and I had them out a week ago. I was just showing them to my son. I was like, "These are these are baseball cards. You know, these are some of my favorite baseball players." This is a or recent football conversation players. you had with a friend because that sounds like such a bully thing to say. We'll give you a dollar, but you won't throw your. Well, he was just making a point. Like I, I bet know, you wouldn't. Even, just... I bet you even if I told you, I, like I get what you're saying. It used to be worth something, and now it's right, worth nothing. Right. But I bet you wouldn't just go basically throw it away. You know, if I paid you a dollar for it or whatever, or if I could throw it away, you'd say, "Well, no, I don't want to do that." Because I, you know, there's yeah. something about still having the card. I right, guess. I know. Well, that's what it's all about. It's about and uh, Listen, so yeah, I mean, if somebody paid me a dollar, I wouldn't throw that glass away. Okay. That's my glass. Don't throw it away. That's, I found it. You're the one. No, who I handed it to you. It. <laughs> oh, glass. in the woods. No, you wouldn't yeah, throw that away. No, it's no. Special. I bet. I bet. Special drunk glass. The, I bet one of the pieces of glass that I had would have been able to help me read those cards so much more clear. Probably some <laughs> magnifying <laughs> properties to it. Yeah. I think. Um, oh, I had an imagination. But here's the thing. Another one of my friends though was like. Don't throw your kids' toys away because it's going to be something you have you don't know that's going to be worth something for some reason. Because that's the thing. You can't really predict it now. Uh, my parents, I think, I think my parents did that to my oldest brother. He saved some toys. Like, in the box. Like, he bought them and kept them in the box. And I think they... I can't, I think I can't they bring myself to tell Emma to do that. I can't. It's like, ah, oh, man, play with a toy. Not to a kid, no. That's, if you want to do that, then buy the toy. Yeah, if you, you want to think of it, it as an shelf. investment, then yeah, but don't like. Don't tell a kid, just like, look at that. It's going to be worth so much money someday. He's like, money is nothing. I want to play with it. Yeah. You know what the worst thing is? On Christmas, getting a present, a toy, and looking at it and go, all right, put your toys down. We're going to Nana's house. I want to take the toy out. You can bring one toy. Well, I've got three toys in a box. Three awesome toys I just got. I want to play with them. So then you're just looking at one longingly. I'll think of you. Looking at two, really? I'll play with you super hard when I get home. Yeah. I'm just gonna bring Iron Man now. You know what? No. When we get back, it's gonna be Hulk City all day long. I'll use my glass to cut open the box. (laughs) (laughs) See, so I don't know. What do you think? Can you think of anything now that seems like a trending? If you had to put your money on something, no, because apps are so prevalent. Apps are such a big deal, and they're so. Apps. What do you mean? More so than... To- what do you mean? Well, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, you're collecting apps? Like a, no, like, a, the, the big, big deal of, like, there's ways to make money on apps now. And, like, like Pokemon Go. That was, that was the hot toy of the year. So don't delete your accounts. No, delete your accounts. Nobody's going to care is the point. Apps come and go so fast. I don't know that that's going to be a thing anymore, <laughs> collecting. That's collecting for something that can yeah. be worth something later. I'm not going to do the deep dive, but, like, what I was saying about Spider-Man, I feel... Very confident that, like, still to this day, like, I'm pretty sure it was worth more than $18,000 back in the day for Spider-Man. But really? For Spider-Man number one. Yeah. Actually, Amazing amazing Fantasy number 15. Yeah, but here's the thing, like, it's, it's so much of it is based on accidental circumstances. Like, when they're making comic books back then when Amazing Spider-Man 1 comes out, they're not going to print 30 million copies of it because it's, people aren't even a fan of it yet. They're only going to print as many as they think people are going to be a fan of it or speaking to some audience or however much they can afford, which yes in turn it no. explodes into some extreme, revolutionary, incredible character. No, even if they printed a million of them, it all comes down to, do people want it? And that's why, I mean, Amazing Fantasy came out in 1962. Mm-hmm. Amazing Fantasy number 15, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's first issue. Like, that's forever ago. So, like... right. For those to still be existing, 
that's where the rarity comes in, plus the fact that like Spider-Man came out this year. A Spider-Man movie came out this year, where it's like, one, nobody collects baseball cards anymore, and two, Ken Griffey Jr. is not relevant in terms of, obviously, he's not playing anymore. So it's like those two factors are kind of like canceling each other out, where it's like comic books are still a thing and Spider-Man's still a hot commodity, which is why it's still... And I don't think that's a thing anymore because most of it now is apps, besides like the comic book medium. I don't think there's made toys, is my point. Toys yeah, aren't a I'll, big deal because there's still Star Wars toys, if we're going to talk about toys. Yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars toys, toys that's like another thing. Big is like one. You know, that was my, another one of my friend's points. He was like laughing at like how you're like... Every kind of card you got as collecting baseball cards when we were kids was like put it in a case and don't touch it because it could be worth a lot of money someday. Yeah. It, even if it was your favorite player, but it was still like my dad's telling you this could be worth a lot of money. And you're like, man, I'm not gonna save this in the yeah. case. And I'm not gonna take it out. I'm just gonna make sure yeah. I have it. And real, and then all the while, all your Star Wars toys were like exploding in value, and you were just playing with them and throwing away because you thought yeah. Star Wars was stupid when you were 15. Yeah. <laughs> That's all those flying, and you chuck them across the room. Yeah, the leg pops off. You pop it back in. Exactly. But... And now, like any seventy-seven Princess Leia in the box is yeah. worth you know a few hundred bucks, whatever. And you're like, what? So that's the thing. I, I mean, the only thing I could think now is that maybe something would have to be a crazy, something would have to gain popularity after its release. You know, sort of a cult following kind of thing. That then you would still have the toy. Or the only other way I can think something like that could happen now would be is if they release really high-quality versions of something, which tooling for molding toys and everything is so expensive. You know, maybe they only do a small run of something. Yeah, but, but it's then you're still, I mean, it's, it. 3D printing is going to destroy a lot of that, too. I mean, they're going to be able to just produce as many as anybody wants, and so it's not really... It's only worth... Which I think maybe this is full circle. It's only really worth what it's worth to you. Who cares what it's worth? Yeah, you dumb dads. Well, I mean, um, my in-laws are are wine collectors. Yeah, and we've had a we've shared a couple of uh, pretty expensive uh, bottles of wine with them that they've saved. You know that they bought at face oh, value. Really? They, so they've bought at face value and had twenty five years later's, you know, worth. When I was when I'll give you an example. This is like an adult collecting. It's not that different if you think about it. When I turned 21, they opened a bottle of wine that they had bought in, like, 1983 or something like that. And at the time, it was probably worth, like, $500. Yeah. And they told me that when they were about to open it. And I was like, well, first of all, I didn't really have I – didn't, I didn't really – I don't know anything about wine. Like, I'm, yeah. probably, I'm probably not even going to like it. Or what if I don't even know, you know? And they were like, well, we told you that because it's an interesting story about – we came across this small vineyard and we bought some a couple cases of their wine and just sat on them because that's kind of what you do. Eventually, you build a collection and you just slowly start to sit on the bottles until they are, especially you know, at, you, at the, you know. Especially if you don't have chairs. Yeah, exactly. Good to sit on three or four. If you try to sit on one, you can run into all kinds of problems. It's a new thing. And, but their their point was, it's just a cool story to know that they sort of... yeah produced such a high quality wine and we invested in a couple of cases way back when and if we were going to sell it now it's 500 but like we'd rather drink it we don't need to you know that's not the point is not how much money can we make now on it yeah. the point is like well isn't that cool that this is a very high quality wine we're going to share with you now and so they were like we, we would never sell it that's cool we would never sell it so it's interesting to see like what there's going to be something I mean, there's going to be something physical, right? If everything is going to be digital, something physical is going to be worth something just because you have it. It's got to. I mean, it's got to. Yeah, I think it will. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. And it's probably just going to be PJ Masks action figures. (laughs) Yeah. 
Guys, tweet us your uh, tweet us your thoughts. What do you tweet think? Tweet us your collections. I want to see some pictures oh, of cool collections. collections. Yeah. Something you've held on to over a Instagram, long time. Or tweet us collections that you've had, still have. Let us know. Let us know. Um, I can't send you uh, the glass collection because we sold the house. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I miss my glass. <laughs> Your glass collection in the woods. You know, the glass is half full, right, guys? <laughs> Not yours. That's a, it's a free dad joke. Um, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Tell us about your collections at uh, either you don't don't email us this, but our email is the dummies at the dumb dad dot com. But you can Instagram or tweet us at dumb dad pod. Uh, thanks again to Verdu for the beats. Thanks for Sweet sweet beats and uh, Evan. Send us out. You ready? Yeah. Okay. How many apples grow on trees? I don't know. How many? All of them. Fuck. Welcome to the world, little one. Welcome to life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.